0: Welcome to Self Care After Dark podcast with me, your host and self care bestie, Shivani, a licensed therapist, author, self care coach, and CEO of SweetSugarBaby.com. My mission is to educate and inspire you to engage in self care so that you can be confident in yourself and bold enough to get everything you deserve out of life. Each week, you'll get a Monday mini, which is a mini episode introducing a self-care or mental health topic and a full episode bi-weekly that will include interviews, expert advice, and tips on how to engage in self-care to improve your relationship with yourself and others. So stay tuned and let's get into self-care after dark. Hello everybody, it is Shivani, aka your self-care bestie, aka Miss Sweet Sugar Baby, and I am back with a brand new episode. How y'all doing? I'd be so happy to just to connect with you guys. I really, really am. So um this week I, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who has listened to the last episode. It's called Vulner Strength and Vulnerability. And it was such a great episode. I got a lot of good feedback from that episode. Um, if you haven't tuned in, definitely check it out. And I'm talking about pretty much the good, the bad, and the ugly of being vulnerable. And why we should, you know, work on being more vulnerable more often, right? How it's like freeing, right? How it's it just makes you feel good about yourself to be vulnerable, right? So that was the episode last week. So I would definitely love for you guys to tune in. Before I really start, I want you guys to follow me on IG at, at selfcareafterdark and then follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter probably 90% of the time, honestly. Like my selfcare Twitter account is my favorite account, okay? So on Twitter, it's selfcareafterd1, okay? Selfcareafterd1. So definitely follow me. And if you have not, dropped a review and rated my podcast on either apple podcast or spotify take a take a moment you know you know leave me an encouraging message tell me how much you love this episode and how much you love the podcast um and just you know help me to to climb the, the ranks i would love to be the number one self-care podcast in the world you know we'll start out with the United States, but I would definitely love for you guys to just, you know, send me a positive message in the, um, the review section. Okay. All right. So to catch up on this week, my little weekly follow-up. So this week was my first week returning to work post COVID. And I honestly, surprisingly, I was happy to go to work. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I guess, you know, COVID makes you really appreciate what you have, you know? Um, not that I want to be at work or I want to give them 40 hours of my life, but I was excited to just get out of the house and, you know, interact with other adults and and help people. And, you know, some of my um, patients, they were like, Oh, Where have you been, you know, and it feels good to know that, you know, your presence is missed, right? It does feel good to know that, oh, people were like, you know, checking on me or they were wondering or they were curious because they hadn't seen me. So that was that was refreshing. So I did return back to work and it was cool. It was it was work. You know, I was out for like a week and a half, but literally with work, you can literally pop back in and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. It was just back into the regular routine of things. Um, so that was cool. Um, also, let's see, what do I want to talk about? So I returned to work. I actually had the opportunity to make some candles because you guys know I'm the owner and operator of sweetsugarbaby.com. And that's my holistic self-care line. And I make um, sugar scrubs. I make candles. I make um foot scrubs, and foot balm, and all types of amazing things. Um, So I sold out of my candles a few months back, and um, I just got the opportunity to really, you know, take a moment to get back in there and make some candles. So I have this candle that's coming out, oh my goodness, it's called Pink Champagne, and it smells like champagne. It smells so good like it just reminds me of like popping bottles when i'm at brunch and it smells so good just it's amazing so i made that scent and then i have another scent called um delicious kisses oh listen that one is like it's sweet and it's deep and it's like very romantic it just kind of has a nice vibe so i made two um candles over the well two different fragrances of candles over the weekend. So that made me feel like I was, you know, was accomplishing some things. I was getting some things together, you know. Also, um today is Sunday when I'm recording this, but earlier throughout the week I was like, you know, I think I want to start making Sunday dinner. You know? Um I'm from the South, you know, south, 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 and there's just this tradition where Families in the South, and it might be all over. I don't know what y'all do up North or Midwest or out, you know, out West. But, you know, the South is kind of like you always have like a big, nice, hearty, comforting meal on Sundays. And usually like, yep, your, your mom starts prepping the meal from the day before with chopping stuff up and either cooking some of the sides. And, you know, when you when you eat that meal on Sunday, it's like a family Meal and you just feel like connected to everybody, you know. So it's it's kind of like let's say Thanksgiving, but on a on a smaller scale, you know. So the the meals that you would normally eat, like so cornbread, collard greens, you know, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, maybe you know turkey, um, wings, and you know, just it's going to be a more hearty, more fulfilling dinner. And it's meant to be shared amongst your family and things of that nature. So as we get older and as life has just evolved and changed and things like that, like there's no more Sunday dinner like that, you know, unless you have like a grandma that your grandma is still alive and well, you know, or old school parents that they really, really hold that tradition. Pretty much that tradition has like died out, you know, and I love that tradition. So I was like, you know, I am going to bring that tradition back. I'm going to create that tradition because I've really never had it. And I'm not a soul food cooker, y'all. I'm a, you know, spaghetti cooker. You know, I might, you know, make something in the air fryer. Very, very basic, very, very like Americanized meals. I'll, you know, make a, you know hamburger in the oven, like, you know, just very basic things. I'm not like, you know, I don't have the, the auntie arms where, you know, I know how to whip something up like that. Like, that's just not, you know, that's not me. Right. But it's something that I would like. And I feel like through food, you pass down your family traditions, you pass down history, you pass down so much through those recipes and the food and just being able to sit down and just have that moment of Sunday dinner meal and eating and just talking about the week. So I wanted to create that. Um and my encouragement to you guys is also if there are traditions that have died out with you know certain family members if your, if your grand you know your grandma passed with so my grandma I don't have any like living grandparents like not from my mom or anything like that. So that tradition has has died out. You know, and a lot of times if Big Mama died, all the traditions, all the recipes, everything that she had and created dies along with her. You know, and that's your history. So if your Big Mama or your your mom or whoever is still alive, I would definitely encourage you guys to create like a little family, you know, cookbook because you guys can you can carry those traditions out throughout Throughout the years, even when they you know are gone, and things like that. Anywho, I wanted to create that that tradition for my family. and I was like, i'm a I'm gonna go and make some food and I'm you know, so i um I made some some cornbread, I made some homemade mashed potatoes, and I made some like some what is it called? Uh, like some pot roast with the carrots and the potatoes and the onions. So I made all of that today. And, you know, I'm going to have a nice, wholesome, comforting Sunday dinner. So I'm very proud of that Um, because I want to do that more than just Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I'll throw down. But other than that... You getting spaghetti. That's it, you know, but it's a nice tradition. So whatever traditions you guys have, whatever you want to pass down, whatever you want to just kind of carry on for you to experience with your children, with your loved ones, with your family, definitely start implementing that now. We don't have to wait until there is like a big holiday to just do something that's going to express our love and our affection to our family, you know? Okay. Anywho, um, our self-care item of the week this week is my green tea. It's my green tea CBD shea butter. Y'all, I've been getting out the shower and I've been using that on my body and it just keeps me moisturized. And I keep it on deck at work because I work in like a medical uh, clinic. So I have to wash my hands a lot. And that antibacterial soap tears your hands down. So my hands... they're they can be rough at times so what i do is after i wash my hands i make sure that i use my cbd shea butter and cbd is great for inflammation it's healing it has really really great calming soothing properties for your skin i use that when i'm at work and it keeps my hands real nice and soft okay and plump and beautiful. So, that is my self-care item for this week. If you would like to try it, it's a few it's only a few on the website. So, if you guys want to try it, definitely um, um get them before they're gone. Use the code dark and you will save 50 15% off of your entire order, and that's my exclusive code for my listeners, okay? The code is AFTERDARK. Um you just go on sugarbaby.com and submit that code and you'll get your discount okay let's let's hop into this episode let's let's chat a little bit okay So you know I'm on social media you know that's what I do. I'm scrolling around and I saw something um, with Nick Cannon, right and it says that Nick Cannon currently right as of June 12th, he has four different women pregnant right now this very moment now he um also has fathered at least six or seven kids or something like that or at least yeah like six or seven kids um out in the world by like different mothers I know Mariah Carey had his first children and she had a set of twins by him and I think that's the only um woman that has more than one kid by him but he has at least at least five baby mamas right but then now he has an additional four women that are currently right now pregnant with his children okay and you have a lot of mixed reviews about Nick Cannon right you have a lot of people um they're talking about it and you have a lot of people that don't that don't see anything wrong with it right then you have a lot of people that see a lot of things wrong with it right and it's not my job to judge anybody and how they live i just want to really 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 kind of discuss this okay because within the black community um a lot of people will say oh you know it's all these broken homes and the father isn't in the home and you know all these single mothers and you know they have a lot of critiques on how the mothers are raising the children and different things like that but we have people like Nick Cannon who in some ways are praised for his ability to get all of these you know supermodel all these amazing women pregnant right there's also a guy if you've been on social media he uh did a photo shoot and he actually has 33 children this guy cannot be older than i'm going to say 37 or 38 okay 37 or 38 years old and he has 33 children okay and um he got a lot of backlash he had a lot of backlash from um from social media about you know his children and the amount of children he has and his rebuttal to them was you know I you know I work and I take care of all of my kids I love my kids and I'm taking care of them and you shouldn't be worried about you know uh, me having all of my children I love my kids and I take care of them right and the biggest argument I hear from a lot of um, people when they talk about Nick Cannon is well he's a millionaire he has money he has money. He has money to take care of his kids. You know, it's fine. He can have as many kids as he want. He has money. Let me explain something to you about children. OK, children, children. Yes, they need money because logistically, you know, they need to eat right. They need to be clothed. They need to be housed, right? They need their shelter, things of that nature. They need toys, things like that, right? But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say out of 100% of raising children, I would say 30%, you know, has to do with finance you know okay they have a school project i run up and go and get stuff for from the store i have to make sure i feed them every day i have to make sure you know they have you know clean clothing and they you know as they're growing you have to go to the store and buy them more clothes i would say 30 percent of raising children has to do with money okay um because just living is expensive right however 70%, if not more than that, honestly, has nothing to do with finances. Okay, think about that. It has nothing to do with finances. So when we're talking about a man fathering all of these children, we're going to take the financial piece out of it because... You know, I'm not going to say everybody have money because we're in some type of recession. So everybody don't have money. Right. But Nick Cannon has money. The guy who had 33 kids, he says he's a truck driver. So he says he has money to afford all 33 of his children. So let's take money out of the equation. How much time can you really, really, really spend with your children? If you have, you know, all of these children spread out over of these different places how much time like quality time can you really spend with your children if there you have nine children in all different homes how much time like it's 24 hours in a day it's 24 hours in a day right somebody's going to end up with the short end of the stick okay i'm saying that from personal experience because I have two kids, right? I have a six-year-old. I have an eight-year-old, okay? I work, and I only work, and I'm not going to say only because 40 hours is too much, but I work 40 hours a week, right? So... I have to come home. I have to, you know, I cook for them, I clean up after them, make sure that they're doing their extracurricular activities, make sure I'm doing homework with them. They have all these grand ideas they want to do projects and they want to dig up dirt and they want to run outside and play and I do all of those things with my kids and for me I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day and I have two children, right? And I know me and Nick Cannon we're we're, we're different people however kids when they're talking right they're not asking you sometimes they do ask for money but they are asking a lot of times for your time right they're asking for your time when i was quarantined listen my kids were going through right my kids lacked nothing they had food on the table Right. They had they had money for their projects. They were clean going to school. They had lunch every day. My kids didn't care about none of that. My kids were like, when it, when are we going to be able to reconnect? Right. And that's just two of them. Now, mind you, they were coming back, seeing me. They were looking at me through the window. You know, I felt like a lab specimen. Um, they were like, you know, I was talking to them on the phone, things like that. But my kids were like, when are you getting out of there? Like they knew I was my presence. I was around, but they couldn't touch me. They couldn't be around me. They couldn't spend time with me, right? My kids didn't care nothing about the lights being on. They didn't care nothing about, you know, having money for lunch. My kids were like, when can we, when can we get back? When can we spend time with you? When can we spend time with you, right? So when we're talking about, you know, a, a man having all of these children, right? Just in all of these different households, we have to really think about the quality of life that these children are going to have. And we're not talking about money. You know, people are like, well, he can hire nannies. Yeah, you can hire nannies, but that's still not their daddy, right? Yeah, you can have this, but that's still not their daddy. These kids need their father, Right. And they need that father figure presence in their life. Right. They need that. They need those lessons and, you know, they need someone to show them how to do different things, whether it's a, whether he has these little girls or little boys, like they need their father. Right. I don't think people really, they don't really, I don't think people really understand that. Right. Um, he's raising these kids and he's pretty much well he's having these children and he's creating all of these single mothers okay that's another issue you're 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 creating all of these single mothers and i'm not saying that i'm not taking the 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 responsibility off from the women cuz obviously these women are willing participants right and that's okay right like you know they're willing participants right but they're also, he's raising all of these single mothers. And I'm gonna tell you like this as a solo mother, single mother, you know, it's all cute and fine. He might, you know, have them on some type of financial, or every month I'm sending you $30,000. You have nothing to worry about. But as a single mother, right? It is so hard to raise children and i'm not talking about the finances of it when i tell you i can i can't take a shower without being interrupted right you know i was just talking about you know making my candles i sold out of my candles months maybe 2 or 3 months ago right i have not been able to time wise i've had all of the supplies and everything that i needed But I haven't had the time to, right? Because I'm doing all of these other things and there are a lot of things that are on your priority list. And sometimes it's like, all right, I'm going to keep pushing that back at the bottom of my priority list because I have to make sure this is good. I have to make sure that is good. Dinner is cooked. I got that going on. I got that going on. like being a single mother doesn't have to do necessarily with the financial portion of it. it has to do with. You as a woman still needing to have your time. You you need to have assistance and help. You know, like raising a kid on your own, my God, it is difficult. Especially if we're talking about the beginning stages of having an infant, right? Having a little baby. You're rolling over feeding the baby alone, right? You're changing the diapers alone, Right. You're still trying to maintain your household and clean and cook and, you know, bump the baby and make sure the baby's good. You still have to shower. You're doing all this with an infant alone because Nick Cannon. Yes, he's a millionaire. And guess what millionaires do? They work. And Nick Cannon has at least eight or nine jobs. Right. So Nick Cannon is financially working to, you know, to provide for his, you know, tribe of children. However, if he's always working, that means he's not with you. Right? He's not with you. I don't want to have to pay someone right to to step in and help out. Of course, you know, you know you have your family, you have, you know, your support system, things of that nature, but at the end of the day, when it's just you and that baby alone, it's just you and that baby. Everybody got to go home. Your mama got to go home eventually. Your nanny has to go home eventually. And at the end of the day, it's just you. So the fact that he's cool with just, you know, creating all these single mothers, <laughs> I'm concerned. And a lot of times people are like, well, you know, they're the women are willing participants. I'm going to tell you like this. When I had my first child, I was not a single parent, but I wanted my first child, right? Right. But I had no idea what it took mentally, emotionally. I had no idea what it took to be a mother, right? Let alone, you know, me having to experience motherhood on my own, what, two, three years later, right? Not even talking about being a single mother to an infant, but just being a, a wife and a mother to an infant. When I had, when I first brought my, my oldest um, home, I was stressed out, y'all. You know, and I didn't I didn't have any clue that motherhood was like motherhood. It slapped me in the face when I tell you I was like, what? Nobody told me about this. Nobody told me about that. Nobody told me about all of like I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Right. So even though these women might be like, yeah, get me pregnant. I want to have a baby by Nick Cannon, especially if they're single, if they're their first time mothers and things like that. Sometimes they they have no idea what they're going to be facing. Right. Of course, we all agree, you know, to have kids, whatever the case is. But I don't even know if they realize how much it truly takes besides the financial portion of it to truly, truly, truly raise children. Right. How much does it really take to raise children? Right. And I'm not talking about finances. Okay. All right. So I'm going to talk on a personal piece because my father was a rolling stone. Okay. You know, that st- that song, Papa was a rolling stone. That means that, you know, my biolo- biological father had children all over the place. Right. And he's still actively having kids. All right. Okay. All right. So for me as a child of a father that was having children all over the place, right? I had to try to piece the puzzles together as I became an adult. Okay, I have a gang of siblings. Y'all, I didn't meet. I didn't meet. It was three siblings literally three siblings from three different women that i hadn't met until i was into my adulthood okay until i was in my adulthood right two of those siblings were were, were were young men right one of those siblings that i had met into adulthood was a young woman right now what would have happened if me and i would have linked up and dated one of my siblings right like that's a real true possibility right we all in the same area it's not like you know one of us is in Tallahassee one is in Orlando and one is in Miami we were all let's say in Miami think about it think about it it's a small world right but not even on the dating aspect imagine growing up in dealing with life and how much, if you have siblings, how much you need your siblings as you're growing up, how much you want to be a part of your family, how much family is important and things like that. Imagine living your whole life, not knowing these people existed. And now as an adult, you are, listen, you got your own little ways about yourself. Imagine meeting your adult siblings as an adult and trying to build a relationship a sibling sisterhood brotherhood sister brother relationship with other adults that have their own life right that were raised in completely different environments as you right I'm a I'm a I'm from the school of thought nature versus nurture right it's a lot of your characteristics and how you behave and who you are is directly impacted by your environment that you were raised in right we're not raised together now we got the same DNA right so we have some characteristics that are very similar but we have a lot of characteristics that were very different because they were raised in the types of environments they were raised in and So it was a matter of trying to understand and trying to build relationship as an adult with another adult when you just found out that that's your blood relative, right? When you're growing up, we're shaped by our childhood experiences and their childhood experiences were different from my childhood experiences right their views of my biological father and their biological father is different from my view right their feelings towards him is maybe different from my feelings towards him right it's just it is so irresponsible right to have all of these kids randomly in all these different places, because a lot of times we are not thinking about the children when we're having all of these random kids in all of these different places. right? You're not thinking, well, you know, let me let me make sure my kids grow up together. Let me make sure I you know, get all of the kids together at, at the same time so that they can know each other and so that they can have someone that they can lean on, right? not that you're thinking about your own selfish needs and your own selfish desires right and then let's let's not even talk about the fact that you have all these baby mamas right you might have some that may be able to work together right to communicate and to keep the lines of communication open with their child's siblings But then you might have some people that might be bitter and you might have, you know, like there's so many different dynamics when you really, really, really think about having all of these children by all of these different women and the impact that it's going to have on these children, right? Depending on the man's relationship with the baby mama sometimes impacts how much time he spends with that child, right? Think about it. You have eight baby mamas. You got one baby mama that's your favorite. Guess which child gonna get the most attention, right? You got one baby mama that might be a little angry because you, you know, there's a lot going on. You're gonna be avoiding that baby mama like the plague, you know, which in turn impacts the child, right? Like so, it's just it's so many different levels to um, having children in all of these broken homes, right? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm also a product of blended families. I'm a strong believer, definitely. Blended families are beautiful, right? blended families are are beautiful my mom obviously you know remarried and, and my stepdad which I refer to him as my father because he was the man that's been there for me throughout everything he he came in and just he just stepped up and did his thing so I'm grateful blended families happen and it works and it's beautiful right but there's still a piece of me that's impacted by my father's decisions right And his, you know, decisions to have all these children and his decisions to not bring me and my siblings together and his decisions to kind of break up his time in all these different ways. Right. And not necessarily being able to divide his time evenly across his children. When you have a gang of children, trust me, it's not easy to really be there Emotionally, for your children, right? Of course, it's easier because now we have FaceTime and you can text your kids personally, things like that. But your kids need you, you know, your kids need you. So, I just wanted to talk about how just kind of him carelessly just you know, having all these kids, just the implications that it's going to have on his children, the implications that it's going to have on the women that are. Birthing his children, right? The implications that it's going to have on him, you know, it's, it's tough. And obviously he has a lot going on. So this is definitely not to bash Nick Cannon. I I do love Nick Cannon. I do, but I do think that there is something deeper going on with him right now that I really, really hope that he, um, figures out for the sake of his children, you know, cause there's nothing, there's nothing, um, I don't want to say normal about having all of these children, all of these different places, but it's just, it's something there, right? He might be masking some depression, masking some, like it's something there. I don't know what it is because I've never had a conversation with him, but he's coping with all of these things in some type of way. And I'm just, I'm concerned about Nick because this is just, this behavior is very It's different. It's different. But if you're out there and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, a bunch of kids with a bunch of baby mama. God bless. No judgment here. But just really, truly think about how it's going to impact the children that you have in the future children. How it's going to impact you. And nothing worse than a bad, negative baby daddy or baby mama. So think twice. Okay. Think twice. Okay. Anywho. Our book of the week this week is Bad Fat Black Girl by Cicely Bowen. This book, I just started reading this book today. This book is amazing. This book is phenomenal. The way that she writes, how she talks about our experiences. Everybody needs to read this book, okay? Everybody needs to read this book man woman child y'all need to read this book well not children but it's a great amazing fantastic book it's called bad fat black girl by Cicely Bowen okay b-o-w-e-n okay all right so our affirmation for the week is I release self-criticism and choose self-love I release self-criticism and and choose self love. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great day. Make sure you share this episode on Twitter, tag me, share it on IG, tag me, share it on your Facebook page, tag me. I'm not on Facebook yet, but shout me out. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have a wonderful day. Bye.